I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kuchanov, and my favorite color is also fluorescent beige. <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker, and I got my degree, and I know every fucking thing. Oh, and you know every fucking thing. Ugh. Since you got your degree and you know every fucking thing. But, I mean, we'll get to it, too. But Mariah Carey, not for nothing, is, you know? Yeah. She gets the job done. She does. I remember she she wins an award for this. Some, like, you know, like, Cable Ace Award status Mm -hmm. of, like, Best Newcomer. And there's this YouTube video of her like wasted accepting the the award too. You'll have to look that up. Really, too. It's good. It's Is good. it like a blockbuster award? Do they still exist? It's something. It's <laughs> something. You know, pretty like low level award show. Uh, you know, but good for her. We'll right, talk about right. It it's no Westons apparently. It's, it's not, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not yeah. the Westons. Um, but no, I. You know, it's funny. We have already mentioned apropos in the first sort of minute of this episode. Couple minutes in, we have talked about. Mariah Carey, Monique, and Joanne, and uh, all BSAs, all all lending BSA energy to yeah. Precious. Um, I feel like Joanne, and I'm I'm blanking on her name. I remembered it and I forgot it. Sure, I'll look it up as you talk. She is doing. I had forgotten. I remembered her being funny, but yeah. I kind of forgot. There's a couple of moments where it's like she's there's just the whistle tone. You know, there's something sure. about her where I'm like, she's doing something special in this movie. Oh, she definitely is. I, I remember, yeah, because we were just talking off mic as well that we, I had only really seen it in the theater and I actually, um, wait a minute here. Let me click on her name because is she? Oh, you know her? Oh, she is in the Mindy Project. Yes. Oh. Do you remember her? She plays uh, Tamra in the Mindy Project. I don't know if you've ever like made your way through that at all or dabbled. The only thing I know about the Mindy Project, and this is not name dropping, it's more of just like a b- bizarre coincidence. So okay. I, went, I went to college with someone who, like the girl who plays like the receptionist on that show. Oh. And, like, I had a couple classes with her, like performance of like literature classes, and she was just like not someone who I, of all of the like aspiring actors at Ithaca oh, College, she wasn't yeah. someone I expected to kind of like go on and be a star. And she's probably got like other than Jeremy Jordan, like the best career of my graduating class. Interesting. That's so funny that you went to Ithaca. We're going to have to talk about this because I know um, a couple people. We're going to have to talk. Oh, uh, I would love to. Yeah. And I, I often forget that. Um, anyways, um, her name is... Uh, I know. Go. It starts uh, with an X. So, uh, I'm going to say Zosha Rockmore because it's like X-O-S-H-A. So that could be Xosha. Zosha. Um, either way, Shosha? she... 
Sosha, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bernice way, Banjo? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But Bernice Banjo. Um, <laughs> it's probably so offensive. Just learn her giving, name. I know. <laughs> I know, exactly. She's giving us such needed comic relief in this movie. So, And I just like think it's so necessary at that point of the movie because we're you're just getting, you know bombarded with like all of this like abuse physical Mm -hmm. um emotional abuse from monique uh to her you know mary to precious rather we'll use her character names too so i was really happy to see her and uh pleasantly surprised at how great she is and really that whole class the whole class is great i mean some of them are more prevalent than others and have more lines but she is the personality to she's who i want to want to want to like chill with yeah she i mean when she comes in she has a different frequency and i there's a micro moment with her it's in that big scene when precious after after she finds out she's hiv positive and she breaks down and there's a great shot of joanne kind of just listening while yeah she's breaking Uh down and the shot it does that thing that i love where it like holds like a half a second longer than we need it to just give us a moment with joanne and it's a great moment it's like I want to, you know, screen crab of that, frame it, and put it on the wall. It's just a great acting moment. Yeah, because so much of... It's just the whole classroom is chaotic and messy, but not as messy as the other classroom. God, that poor man teaching. I I don't... Like, God bless anyone who... uh, It takes a specific person to do that. And I'm not saying, like, you know, I'm not going where you think I'm going with this, too. It's like, I I could never do it, but... um, I just don't know how you would be able to do that day in and day out and just uh, be, I guess, like ignored for lack of better of a word too, to try to bring order when the cycle, it just keeps, you know, it's the same thing every year or two and, mm-hmm. and different classes come through. Um, I have a couple friends actually who teach in Pittsburgh public schools and this the stories they tell, I have three friends actually who do. Um, it's Some of them are funny, some of them are heartbreaking, some of them are uh, in and everything in between too. So... Um, but it is those serious moments. It's, it's nice to see, I guess where I'm going with all this, that sort of sisterhood that is established mm-hmm. in that class. Mm-hmm. And I, that's something that I really latch onto because it is like, everyone's kind of doing drag in that classroom. Everyone has their own sort of persona that they're putting out into the world. But when something does happen, they are, they're there for her. I love that they came to see her when she had a baby. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or her baby. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this movie is, I mean, her life is so bleak that like when, you know, kinder figures come into her life or when people are supportive of her, it's such a relief. And it's just like, <sighs> there's some movies where, you know, I don't know. I it's, it's one of my pet peeves with movies is like people just being like, even if it's the act one of someone like overcoming adversity or getting revenge, like just watching someone get bullied, like, and there not be relief in the scene is so yeah. difficult. I like, I just can't bear it. I, it's like one of those things, um, that just like puts me off is like high school movies where someone is just getting bullied and like, they're not going to get any like retribution for another 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. And very similarly too, I think often that's my problem with a lot of like horror movies. Like there's, there's no escape here Mm -hmm. and there's no telling whether like who's going to get out alive, who's going to die and there's no one helping them out. And in a way this is like almost a horror movie, an emotional horror if you will yeah. it's like a, a category but uh 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's a lot. I mean, spoiler alert, Precious is a lot. Uh, yeah. It's, when it's, was the first time you saw this, Colin? Sorry I, to interrupt you there. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I saw it in the theaters. You know, it's interesting. I saw it because it's set in Harlem in 1987. And I saw it when I lived in Harlem in like, I guess, 2010. Wow. Uh, so it was kind of interesting. I mean, some of the shots, it was like, um, I, like I definitely questioned the geography of what they were. They sure, were showing yeah. in New York, which is, you know, it's just a thing you can do because you can recognize places, but sure. um, didn't really affect my experience. I, I went in knowing. I, re- I mean, like, I remember the trailer, and I remember, I mean lines from the trailer and like my friends and I just kind of like glomming on to like you got to talk to somebody if you want your check sweetie and like saying that yeah. to each other and saying like my my name's Joanne and I'm flor- my favorite color is fluorescent beige and like hey hey and like lines like that became I don't know just became like references that we kind of made yeah they're and, fun they're fun yeah time. it was fun and of course it's weird to like pull it from something that's not fun at all and I yeah I almost feel like we made the references more when we had just seen the trailer and then we saw the movie and it was just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, like it's different now. And, it is. Yeah, you know, there's a weight to that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels, yeah, you, you kind of have the context. And I mean, the thing I walked away with, I knew that what I had known going in was that Monique was giving a great performance and I don't think I was prepared for how good it was going to be. And I just, I have, I I think it is one of the best performances I've ever seen. I think in the list with Barbara Harris, um, you know, (laughs) and and like many others, you know, uh, Lisa Kudrow in the comeback, you know, Olivia Coleman in Broadchurch, I think Monique in Precious. It is like, I routinely forgot this was not a real person. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think to to kind of just add and tell you the first time that I saw the mm-hmm. movie too. I also saw it in the theater with my best friend Alex from college too, and I same. I I had just heard buzz around it, and I knew, and it was like a very, it the theater was not necessarily packed. I think we went to a matinee, and the only thing that I took away from that, I just we just walked out. I was like, well, she's she has to win the Oscar. There's yeah. there's no. It's no question. You can't like walk away from this movie and not feel that energy. It is like BSA. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It is so good and so. Um, it's like the whole movie you feel, and we'll get into this, of course, too, but like you just hate her. Yeah. And you, you, because of all the things and terrible venom and like bile that she is just spewing at, uh, at her daughter. And it's just like, why? I just wish that, like, Precious could stand up to her or, like, her grandmother, um, Mary's mom, could, like, step in, too. And, like, just like you said, someone save her from this. And then in the end, you end up feeling for her. You you feel empathy. You feel you Mm -hmm. understand the monster, so to speak. Um, And then it just leaves you so conflicted, too, because it's like you know precious isn't going to go back but she still wants her to go back which is crazy that she she still needs she's she doesn't want to be alone either too yeah i mean i think what we really see by the end is like mary is a monster but yeah what what produces this level of monstrosity is like a profound amount of pain and yeah you know there's no doubt that before precious's father there were other men who were abusive to mary yeah 
no doubt, I mean, I, this is someone who was easily had been abused when she was younger. You know, I think the fact that she continues on the tradition of abuse with Precious, it's like, I think to call her a villain is like, yeah, it'd be short-sighted because it's like, well, she she is. She is a monster of a woman, but a a really tragic one. And yeah. um, she just desperately needed to be loved. And, was, and I think it's like we really see Precious contending with those feelings of like love has done nothing for me. Love has abused me and raped me and hurt Ooh, me and made me sick. So great. Yeah. And I think that like Mary, that's everything that happened to her. And like, this is the result of it, you know, is the way that like love and life seem to turn on Mary and yeah. then she turned on life. And it's, um, it's really remarkable. It's obviously it's, it's great writing and great direction, but I think, there's yeah there's something that Monique is doing that I mean I think what's most exciting is like this is not something I would have expected from what I knew of who Monique was like yes. how I, familiar yeah. not to interrupt you how familiar no, were you with with Monique before Precious um I just knew that she did stand up that was yeah. I I don't think until that point I might have maybe dabbled a little bit after Precious <clears throat> I know she was like well known of course mm -hmm. as a stand-up too and that she had made a name for herself but that's really all i knew and yeah. i i think that that even was more fuel for her like sort of uh success uh because there's nothing better than not expecting you know you know this powerful performance of a performance from someone who you least expect it i guess like what you just said it's uh it really is. And I, I think it's like top five for me of like just BSA performances, if not like performances of all time, because I would love to make that list. I mean, I toy with that list every day in my oh, head. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's such a fun. Yeah. I was doing it with movies the other day and I was like, ugh, what a fun game. <laughs> just uh, kind of daydream. Right. Now, were you thinking of like best movies you had ever seen and what you consider to be like, what was your qualifier? Um, I think it is. It's interesting that you say that because I think I'm basing more of my decision, like, for instance, um, La Vie en Rose mm -hmm. with Marion Cotillard is probably my favorite female performance of all time. I, I, I think I can honestly say that. And I know you haven't seen it but yet. But I, I, I know I will. wait for I will. you to do it. Like, it's that coming. probably is my precious. My precious. My precious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it is, though. Like, I, I had to, like... I, I thought about that performance for like day. I mean, I'm still thinking about it because mm. what, what she does, the, the range that she has, um, not just emotionally, but like the age range that she has to play to from being like sort of this 21 year old girl to, I think, she, uh, Edith Piaf, she died fairly young, uh, you know, in today's sort of terms too. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe she might have been 40 or 50 or something like that too. But, uh, it is, <sighs> so but a lot of people shit on that movie because it's like one of those things like, uh, I guess we'll say Judy. It's like the performance is great. The movie is bad. And I'm sure I some see. people would, would mm -hmm. disagree. But but then I think about a film like The Hours that's just like gorgeous in every possible way that I want and more films that I, I need more of those films mm -hmm. um, that just bring me a lot of joy, even though there is a lot of sadness in that movie. Right. Um, like that, too. So... It's it's fun to compile that list, but it is mainly, I mean, 
no surprise here. It's it's mainly a women led movies or right. strong female performances. I think that's you know that's a given here. Yeah, on the best supporting podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is no surprise that that would be one of your qualifiers as well. It's yeah, probably driven by women. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I think that um that I agree with what you said about how uh there's there's the excitement of the surprise factor, and I think. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like yes, I've not seen Levian Rose, but I feel like that was, for American audiences, that was how people were introduced to Marianne Cotillard. So it was like, yeah. where did she come from? It was like that feeling of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, who is this? And yeah. um, I like to believe Florence Pugh is having that right now. Oh, um, more on we'll that later. That. More yeah. on that later. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that that surprise factor is really exciting. And I think... Um, at the same time, if this was Viola Davis, I would be just as excited, you know, but I, I oh, think, yeah. you know, I think the benefit of someone like Monique is that it, even in this, even in that final scene, which of course we'll talk about, like that final moment with Miss Weiss and with Precious, where it's, I mean, it, it's very much the scene is set up the same way, like the I am your wife speech from Beatrice Strait and Network is, you know, like it's a, it's a moment, it's a scene, it's a moment for an actor to do and yeah. There are lots of people on YouTube doing their version of this <gasps> monologue. I have Googled. <laughs> Whoa. And the, and the best one is this, like, this guy who's probably, like, early 20s. I don't know. Like, he's great. I don't know. what He's just so good. I'll send it to you. Um, but the fact that she has this, like, classic acting moment and granted, she is, yes, an actor, entertainer, but she's not like, she didn't go to Yale, you know, she didn't, yes. this isn't like what she's, you know, been dedicating her life's work to crafting and honing. She just like, I think that's what makes it so powerful is that there's, there's, it doesn't feel like there's any acting happening. It doesn't feel like there's any like yeah. technique happening. It just feels like there's something really raw coming through and, um, I don't know. Like I, I would love to be behind the scenes and like see Lee Daniels and, and Monique like talking through how to do this scene and talking through like where to go or like how much of it was just her because it's, I don't know how an actor like gets that out of her director gets that out of an actor, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, and I think Monique had talked about it too, that she, you know, had, if not a similar experience, you know, somewhere in the same avenue mm -hmm. or ballpark of, you know, where Precious was in this movie too. So she's certainly able, it would be like me playing, you know, it was like, do you know how to play like a young kid who's like trapped in the closet and doesn't know how to tell anyone he's gay? I'm like, yep, got oh, it. Yeah. I'm ready. It's yeah. sort of that like, oh, I know exactly what this feels like. Mm -hmm. um, and it's almost like a catharsis for her in a way to... It's just like what, a, like you were saying, it's like what a gift for like any actor to get that moment to get to do this. But I think specifically for her and her, um, her life, really her mm -hmm. life leading up to that moment and all the, the, the terrible things that might have happened to her when she was younger. It's just sort of driven by that. And it's you can see it and it's but it's controlled. It's not over the top. It gets it. It, it sort of crescendos here and there, mm -hmm. but like she's still. I love that they're in the office. I yeah. love that like she's still kind of knowing that she's in public and that she's not, you know, pushing the cubicle walls down. She's just kind of telling her story. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's like someone we've seen be like yes, very much knocking down the walls and 
throwing TVs down the stairs and and just yeah. being this very violent physical person to see her so restrained and just sitting there delivering this and and being I mean there's like those there's like the moments of aggression that like then just like gives way to like like I I don't know like part of me was wondering like is this a performance but then when she's saying I don't even want the money I don't want any checks I just like it was it really felt like something had been stripped away and we were just seeing like the incredibly like traumatized woman and slash child underneath all of this. Yeah. And it's like, and I think to do that, like, yeah, it's very hard to still be restrained, you know, to play that big of a person having that big of an exorcism and yet keeping it informed with like, like the, like, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but when she says I had a man and I had a child and she puts her hands out and then the camera like pans down to her hands, like, Oh like that that such a smart choice such a smart choice and like i just i i love that kind of like dedication to how do we do this in a way that is powerful without being um deafening and i think like her body language i mean i obviously we'll get into it but i just i i think she takes her coat off takes the coat off it's there's so much that's just informed by the way that she's sitting i mean like uh, and when she when she uses like the moisturizer at the after when it's over like oh i forgot about that and it's one of my favorite nuances of that yeah and, and she's talking perfect. while she's doing it oh oh my god you yeah. know the crazy thing is like scarlett johansson's gonna win an oscar for doing the same thing in marriage story uh for <sighs> you know doing that like crying well while acting in an office moment sure sure, sure. and i just think oh no Monique did it first and she did it better. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, <sighs> I you know, I, I'm so excited to talk about Monique that I feel like we, sh- we should probably dive in and talk about the nominees first before we... Let's. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, and I, I'll try not to take... I mean, there's so many. It, there's a lot of the same names. So I'm going to try to summarize a bit, you know, yeah. when we look across the field because it really is a lot of the same folks uh, across the board. So... I noticed last episode that I did forget to pull up the Screen Actors Guild, <laughs> Guild Award page. So at this time, I've learned from my lesson, and <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. No, There's always a... something that I forget at the end, and I'm I like, know. no. I know. I know. It's I okay. I've, I have that within the details. I have that with All Right, Mary. Yeah, um, sure. The thing to say above uh, across the board is that Monique won every award. She won yeah. every award. She won so many awards for this performance. It's dozens like it's really really incredible and um uh-huh. i don't know i love it i i i love that level of recognition uh, yeah. including the screen actors guild award now the other like vera farmiga and anna kendrick show up on most of these lists as well and uh i'm keen to talk to you about those performances Ooh, yes what's interesting is that um Penelope Cruz was nominated for an Oscar and for a Screen Actors Guild Award for nine, but Marianne Cotillard was nominated for a BAFTA for nine and not. I have things to say about that, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah. So that's there's that little detail. Um, okay. Other than other interesting details, instead of kind of going through every single list, I'm just trying to find like the 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 moments or the ones that I think are worth mentioning. Um Okay, so in for the Critics' Choice Award, I think the Critics' Choice Award and I think the Golden Globe, Julianne Moore got nominated for a single man. Did you see that? Yes. 
No, and it's always on my list. I think it's on Netflix. I hope it is. I, have I you think seen it. I have. I, it may still be on Netflix. I have. It's very depressing, but yeah. it's a it's a good movie, and she has a really great role. It's a it's very much a best supporting actress kind of role. I think it's totally worth seeing, especially like as a gay man. It's one of those movies. Yes, it is like sort of on my gay list, and I remember. A lot of people were buzzing about Julianne Moore that year. I remember that specifically. I was like, yeah. this is her year. It's like what I've been waiting for all my life. The mm-hmm. Julianne Moore Best Supporting Actress Oscar. And then Precious happened. I know. So, I know. And yeah. then Precious happened. Now, that reminds me. Now, I, and I usually, I'm probably paraphrasing, but it just makes me think of one of those, like we talk about like one of those things you and Keon say all the time, or the things that like John and, say, John and I say, like, have you ever seen, or do you know the movie Pearl Harbor from like the early 2000s? Yeah, of course. So... If I'm remembering correctly, there's like a love story, obviously. And I think there's like a love triangle. And then I think it's Kate Beckinsale and Josh Hartnett. And it's after all of the, the destruction has happened. And like some, some some sort of thing happens in their relationship. And he confronts her about it. And she says something along the lines of, well, I was going to tell you, but then all this happened. referring to pearl harbor and it's just like (laughs) are you kidding (laughs) and then all this happened so that's kind of like we always say like well yeah but then all this happened i like that it's just like i don't know i i'm sure i'm getting it slightly wrong but that's how i like to remember that detail no i sometimes the way you remember it is even better Mm because we go back and watch it if it's slightly different you're like Mm -hmm. no i don't like that yeah Yeah. no yeah i don't want to be proven wrong in my mind she is standing with like the wreckage behind her in the in the background and she's just gesturing yeah. lazily with her arm yes um but anyway that's my fantasy so uh other than that uh the golden globes yeah penelope cruz was also nominated for a golden globe for nine but i think other than that it's pretty much all the same names and i think takes us right to the academy awards um yes so yes as mentioned earlier Vera Farmiga and Anna Kendrick were nominated for Up in the Air. Maggie Gyllenhaal, not nominated for any other of the awards of those, you know, categories we usually talk yeah, about. Interesting. Right? And then she got nominated for Crazy Heart. Penelope Cruz for Nine. And, of course, Ms. Monique won for Precious. So, uh, I'm curious your thoughts. I definitely want to hear your thoughts on Nine, on Marianne Cotillard being nominated. Um, any share, share, share away. Yeah, so um, I think it's pretty well known that, like, 9 was not, you know, it was not a 9 out of 10. It was, like, it was... <laughs> yeah, should have been called a 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it was directed by Rob Marshall, and uh, I I can't remember what year it was. Chicago was, like, the 2002 era, sort mm-hmm. of, or 2004. I can't remember now. Early 2000s, we'll say. Yeah, Chicago uh, and I was remember, 2000. Yeah. I guess it came out in 2001 or 2002. Um, okay. It, it, Captain Data Jones won at the 2002 Oscars. Got it. Um, and this was sort of his next, I don't know if it was like his next film, but it was his next uh, big movie musical uh, to my memory. And I remember the trailer. I remember seeing the trailer. Have you seen the trailer? For I Nine? do remember the trailer because I remember having that feeling of like, oh, wow. It's kind of like, I don't want to say the follow up to Chicago, but kind of like the. Um, it was like, oh, cool. If you like Chicago, you're going to love Nine. That was the feeling. Yeah, it definitely had that vibe. But Fergie was in the trailer. I remember I saw this. She's like, honestly, the best part of that movie. And which really? is like the weirdest sentence to ever come out of my mouth. She um, she plays this uh, 
Italian sort of like prostitute that like lives by the beach. Her name is Seragina. And she like all the boys just go see her and they give her like a couple pennies and she might like show a, like a little bit of her boob or something, you know, they're mm-hmm. just kind of giving a little bit of a show. But um, she has this song called Be Italian, which is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And the trailer is epic. I remember like my little gay, you know, 18 year old self or however old I was at that time too, 20 ish. Uh, like I almost wanted to stand up after it and like clap because I was so <laughs> thrilled <laughs> for it. And I was like counting down the days till like the movie came out and I saw it and I was like, okay, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. It was just fine. I, I would agree to, I, or I would agree. I would assume, you know, all you other BSAs out there that are listening that would probably agree with me with that. I don't think anyone is in defense, you know, arguing uh, in the in defense of nine but uh so within that there were a lot of great stars there was like nicole kidman there was marion cotillard there was judy dench there was uh you know a brief cameo of sophia loren uh oh, oh she was a brief cameo okay I was yes she might be a little longer like yeah it was like mm-hmm. i think she might have played someone's mother who had passed or something oh, okay i can't remember she pl- um, yeah she's credited as mama sequence. yeah yeah in a dream sequence uh, Daniel Day-Lewis played Guido, who in the Broadway production, or at least the revival, was played by Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. And um, Jane Krakowski won a Tony for that revival for playing the same role that Penelope Cruz played, oh. which is interesting. And okay. I would I would encourage you to watch that. It's on YouTube. It's really great. She comes down from the ceiling in this like silk sort of like canopy sort of situation. And it's very exotic and uh erotic maybe is the word i was looking for she's great and a lot of that's kind of captured with penelope and this because i watched her sing this i don't know why penelope cruz was nominated i to this day that's one of my like weird nominations that i always like it might have been because she won the year before if i'm not mistaken um, i can't remember for, i think it was uh, maybe i think you're right because i mean for vicky christina it was barcelona not, yeah it was not like she was kind of riding the fumes of that too. And like, sometimes the, it's like they will toss someone a bone who's had like a nomination, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. sometimes it's, she was fine in that, in that movie. It was fine. And same with Marion Cotillard. Like I, I mean, I just gushed for like five minutes about Lavia Rose, but uh, she was perfectly adequate as well. I think she even sang a song that wasn't in the musical. If I remember correctly, I don't know. Uh, but overall, nine was more of like a six. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's generous. Yeah. And it's fine. And I I don't know what else to say about it. So there's there's that. Okay. Well, you're right. So that Penelope Cruz had won the year before for Vicky Cristina Barcelona. And I think you're right. I think when someone wins, it's like the next year they become a bit more of a shoe-in. It's like, oh, well, of course they would be nominated. They just won. Um, and then Rob Marshall had directed Memoirs of a Geisha before, like two years before this or after, after Chicago, oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. which I did not see. I don't know if that was amazing or not, but in any event, yes. Then Nine was his next musical. It's a beautiful film. You should, I, I would suggest it. Yeah, okay. for sure. Um, maybe I have actually, you know what? I take that back. I think I have seen it. Um, but it was like one of those things where like I saw it. Not because I like chose to sit down and watch it, but maybe I was like at someone's house and they're like, oh, we're going to watch this movie. And it was like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll watch it. And I like enjoyed it, but didn't choose it. So I didn't commit it to memory. Does that make sense? Sure. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, I've sure. I'll watch before. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I don't remember disliking it, but in any event, um, 
I guess I wasn't watching for the nuances. But in any event, I um, – yeah, I, I remember 9. I remember the, the, the commercial. I remember the being Italian. And then I remember hearing it was terrible. And I was like, okay, well um, – Yeah, pass. Cool, yeah. Uh, now, I can speak to Up in the Air because yes. I did watch that because I, of course, watched it um, thinking that we needed to watch it for the uh, – which episode? I guess the when? Which episode? I can't remember. One of them. Uh, oh, uh, Chicago. I don't know. Possibly. Maybe, who knows? Dream Girls. Um, Vicky. Maybe it was yeah. like Vicky Christina Barcelona. In any, I event. think it might have been that year. Yeah. yeah. Um. In any event, I I ended up watching this movie again, and I guess I'm glad I did. It's. I would say that Up in the Air is sort of like Jessica Lange and Tootsie. It's fine. Ooh, yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's a good movie. It tells an interesting story. It, it's entertaining. I, I wasn't bored by it. I think George Clooney does a good job. Um, I think in terms of like the double nomination for Vera Farmiga and Anna Kendrick, I think that they're interesting roles. I think in particular, I think Vera Farmiga has a great role, and yes, and, and she is really good in the movie. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if either of them feel like Oscar caliber, especially Anna Kendrick, who I think is good, but it's kind of like there's so many good performances that are not necessarily like of the best five of the year, you know? Yeah, where's Julianne Moore? Come on. Exactly. Like, that's what I mean. It's like I think the heavy lifting that we're seeing from Julianne Moore, for example, far outweighs what I'm seeing from Anna Kendrick, but... That's just in terms of like, this is the Oscars, you know, like you're, you're kind of looking for the best of the best. Yeah, I pictured like George Clooney and all his millions just like, you know, throwing a lavish party and be like, just like, by the way, we, we're looking to nominate Anna and Vera too. Mm-hmm. So remember yeah. that. Yeah, we're, we're looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we're looking for some consideration here. They're, I don't want to say riding his coattails because that's, but in a way there's like, I, I would agree with everything you just said. I watched a couple clips um, and I think. If I was to knock one of them out, I'd probably knock Anna Kendrick out. Same. Uh, Same. And keep uh, Vera. Yeah. But um, but you know, a different year. It's definitely globesy, Anna Kendrick. It's I think. so I, globesy. Yes. Yeah, and that's sort of a term that we've been using a little bit more and more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but great, and I also really love her. I think she's super charming. I love her in the Pitch Perfect movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a Broadway gal, which I love, and right. uh, I want to see her in more things. It's no shade to Anna Kendrick. I think. It's a weird nomination, just like, uh, what's her face? Uh, Vera Farmiga? Penelope Cruz. Oh, Penelope oh, Cruz. Yeah, Penelope yeah, Cruz. Um, you know, there's another uh, supporting performance in Up in the Air by, do you know the actress Amy Morton? Oh, do I know oh. Amy Morton? Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> okay, the whole fate of the podcast hung on that one question. It did, yeah, it did. Course. There was a pause there. I was like, oh my God, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, thanks for playing thanks for playing so she plays george clooney's sister so and she is she's great she is it's almost like pistol probably i can picture being like a pistol yeah Yeah. like it's it's almost like she's so textured and so like amy mortony that it's like why is this not getting why is this not getting the credit that it's due versus like anna kendrick where who is doing a good job and a good role that i don't think needs to be in the the list of nominees so 
Yeah, it's it's a weird thing to say Oscar nominee Anna Kendrick. And yeah. maybe someday. And like I said, I do like Anna Kendrick, but it is it's like, you know, Oscar nominee or ask Oscar winner Matthew McConaughey. Like I never thought speaking of like performances you never expected from someone. Right? Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh Oh, go ahead. Oh no, we're, sorry. Were you having a revelation about Matthew McConaughey? No, not that. I wanted to go back to Amy Morton. I'm like, we're not here to talk about the men. Uh, oh, okay. Why yeah. Why did they not just let Amy Morton play that role in August Osage County? I just I know. The, the film, the film, like, yeah, I know. <sighs> it's she's so perfect for it. I mean, yeah, she originated the role. Yeah, like she, it's it's, um, it's a shame. It's a shame. She's perfect for it, and I feel like. I don't know. I mean, was it Meryl Streep enough? You know, in terms of like, do they need yeah, stars? The star power? Or yeah. I I get the sort of like synergy of like, it's Julia Roberts. It's Meryl. It's Margot Martindale. It's Margot Martindale. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was my, that was my draw. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, why am I going to watch this? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's she doing? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, Margot. Okay, oh, Margo. it's, okay. All right. Um, what was Ann Dowd doing? She was, she was busy. All right. And <laughs> yeah. So I, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Amy Morton is great, though. I I do think that Up in the Air is worth watching from a very, like, it feels like how there are movies sort of made in the 70s that were meant to be, like, social commentary of the time. Or yeah. even, I mean, any era, there's, like, that social commentary. But I feel like the 60s and the 70s, there's kind of a a certain intentional tone to it that I think Up in the Air is doing. If they're really trying to, like show you what america is like right now and so i think yeah. from that point of view i think it's a really good movie um it's very accessible and i think that's you know uh in any yeah. event it, and it's i mean it's sort of a perfect airplane movie because it's just like oh it really is yeah yeah um but any event that is i think that that's all of the nominees i think that that just leads us to monique's oscar acceptance speech if you're ready to go there yeah, I mean, uh, before we do, uh, we didn't talk about Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, but, uh, I always I forget. Something. There's always one. That's yeah. okay. That's why I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, to yeah. Keep you in line here. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't really know a lot about. Uh, do you have any thoughts in general about Maggie Gyllenhaal? Um, I feel like maybe we've touched upon it before, but I'm not sure. I think so. I feel like there was something else she was nominated for that we talked about. Maybe I. I the one thing that I really love her in, there's this movie called Sherry Baby that she was nominated, I think, okay. for Best Actress for at some point, I think, like, a few years later. And it's a great movie. I've seen it twice. And it's the kind of movie where it was like, I would watch that again, even a third time. It's kind okay. of depressing, but she is sure. really great in it. So I, in general, I think she's a great actress. I think she has a very, like, realistic quality to her acting. It doesn't feel like acting. Yeah. It feels very lived in. Um so I yeah I'm I'm not ever turned off by her being in something. Sure, I kind of feel the same way. I'm always kind of rooting for her, and I tend to forget about her until she kind of, you know, sort of resurrects herself every mm-hmm. you know three to five years and does something great. And I've seen her in great things, but I can't really remember any of the those movies right now. But I know she's been. I think she might have two Oscar nominations at this point too, but I uh, could be wrong with that. But maybe for um, secretary or oh yeah, I mean I know she was nominated. Oh, was she nominated for that? That's such such an interesting movie. It's such a pre Fifty Shades sort of movie. I know. Uh, well, I'm looking at her. Um, looking at her Wikipedia now, if it'll allow me to scroll. Um, secretary, yes. Yeah, so she got nominated for a shit ton of awards. I don't think an Oscar. She got nominated for a Golden Globe for that. 
Yeah, she's her only Oscar nomination is Crazy Heart. Oh, it's Crazy yeah. Heart. She wasn't even nominated for Sherry Baby. Oh no, she got she was nominated for Golden Globe for that. Yeah, best performance. Oh, oh that was in so 2007. Good. Interesting. So yeah, uh, I have not seen Crazy Heart. It's not necessarily a movie that I would run towards, but I, you know, Jeff Bridges, he's great. Sure. Yeah, it's something yeah. where at some point it's a career like, Oscar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I need to, like, did he win the Oscar for that? Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, I kind of remember that now. Yes, it was a career Oscar. You're totally right. Um, all right. Well, well, there you go, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Sorry to have almost skipped over you. <laughs> um, so now, of course, that takes us to Monique's Oscar acceptance speech, which we will give a listen to right now. First, I would like to thank the Academy for showing that it can be about the performance and not the politics. I want to thank Ms. Hattie McDaniel for enduring all that she had to so that I would not have to. Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey, because you touched it, the whole world saw it. Ricky Anderson, our attorney of Anderson and Smith, thank you for your hard work. My entire BET family, my precious family, thank you so much. To my amazing husband, Sydney, thank you for showing me that sometimes you have to forego doing what's popular in order to do what's right. And baby, you were so right. God bless us all. So the one thing I really like about this speech, I mean, one of the things I really like about it is that similar to how it's like a comedian winning for a real, like a dramatic role. I love that it's um, Robin Williams presenting the award. Who's also like so good in drama and was so good in drama. And yeah. uh, I feel like anytime he shows up in a clip, it's like, Oh, Robin Williams, you know, like there's always yeah, that moment of, of like, Oh, it's like seeing a picture of the old family dog. I'm like, Oh, you were great. You were just great. You know, I love to add to that too. And they don't do it so often, but every once in a while, sometimes they have these little like Easter egg presenters. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you really look beneath the surface, like we're doing right now, it's like, Oh, a comedian who is very well known for their stand up and like everything else mm -hmm. that won an Oscar for like a one dramatic, not one mm. dramatic. He did many dramatic performances, but to kind of get, I feel like there are other examples and I'm, I'm going to try to find them and dig some up too, because they're, yeah. they're fascinating. Sometimes you can just tell, like if I knew that Robin Williams was presenting and I was Monique, I was like, okay. I mean, not that all of her like 50 other awards before that was a good enough indication, right. but you know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, what kind of TV are they trying to make here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 They yeah. say they don't know who's going to win, but you know they know. Exactly. Oh, I was thinking about this, Colin, the other day, too. How? Oh, I wish that they would publish this, but they never will. If you could see for every year, I mean, specifically for Best Supporting Actress, but like the votes and the tallies oh. and like how close people were and who was last place and who was, you know, I would just like I would drool over all of that. Oh, I know. But we'll never know. We'll, we'll never, never know. know. But I love that, especially when there's like a big snub or an upset. It's like, well, is it a snub if like the if like the person you quote unquote thought should have won lost by like two votes? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like how the difference between Glenn and Olivia, you know? Yes, I would love to know. That would be my first one that yeah. I would need to know. And I want to yeah. know if like. 
you know, did Catherine Hepburn and Barbara Streisand really tie back in the right. day? You know, like right. that, the likelihood of that. It's crazy. I, I know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be, oh, God. Well, um, if anybody anyways, out there knows, the speech, help yeah. us out. Yeah. These yeah. are the things we care about in the world. Oh, I would love it. So I, you know, I think obviously like her speech is particularly interesting in the way that she starts it by saying like thanking the Academy for recognizing like talent over politics. Yes. And that kind yes. of feels like the act one gun of what ends up happening post Oscars. Yeah. And we've kind of talked about that before. I mean, I think I don't want to say that it's politics that, you know, uh, famously lost Ellen Burstyn, the Oscar to Julia Roberts. Sure. But I think there are those differences and there are those factors where we are so attached to people winning Oscars for merit. That's not always the case. And yeah. I think this is an example of somebody winning an Oscar so purely on merit. Yeah. Yeah. That you can't argue with it either, too, because I don't I think she campaigned, but it wasn't like. You know, there was kind of that was kind of a rocky road and everything, too. Oh, another thing that I just thought of. I don't know if you remember this, Colin, but I actually prefer Monique's Golden Globe speech to her Oscar speech. I she talks to her that. husband and it is so good. She, uh, she thanks her husband and they met like in grade school or middle school or high school or something like that. Wow. Um, and he said, like, I remember she said something like I remember turning to you and said, like, uh, we're both going to be stars or something like that. Like one day we'll both be stars. And then he turned to her and said, you first. And it was just it's this beautiful Ugh. moment. And like, uh, you know, she's emotional. It's it's stellar. So wow. if, uh, I, I would suggest watching that after we're done, too. I should have remembered that I should have. Oh, I could have done. I could have done more. Oh, I could have. <laughs> well, I will. I'll send you the link of the guy doing the, the her speech from Precious. Her her model. Okay, from yeah, Precious. That's, that's your gift to me. Yeah, yes, I, yes. And we'll okay, trade great. notes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I think what I also love about this speech. I mean, it's funny thinking about Octavia Spencer last week and how she was just like all thumbs, and then Monique gets up there and it is a perfectly executed speech. It is it beautiful is. and yes. poised and prepared that blue dress and she oh my god she looks incredible there's this one micro moment i when i was watching the clip that um you it's worth watching just for this little moment where everybody starts giving her a standing ovation and then we can see as she's going up the stage you can see in the background they have penelope cruz like right in the front (gasps) with javier bardem right next to her and she's so they're like probably almost in the front row probably because she won the year before. So she joins the standing ovation and then you kind of see her turning and leaning down, I think to like tell him, Hey, everybody's standing. You need to stand up. And it's (laughs) so like, like it's so like, it's like celebrities. They're just like us. Like honey, you need to get up. You know, like get up, (laughs) get up, read the room. Levantate. That means means stand up. (laughs) I remember that from, uh, my Spanish. That's great. (laughs) Wow. She was really channeling her there. That yeah, was that thank was you, thank you. That was your BSA moment. You just you gave me pure Penelope. <laughs> That's the name of my one woman show. Pure Penelope. Pure Penelope. In addition to uh, what was the other one? Anita Morita. Anita uh, oh, Mor- yeah. uh, Rita Moreno or something. And I yeah, and, and, it was. Uh, Anita, 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 Anita. Yeah, know. there's it's and we've uh, it's yeah it's, we've already been canceled. Yeah. <laughs> It's already been closed. 
<laughs> closed on opening night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's interesting too. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm still thinking about that Golden Globe speech too. But yes, uh, I agree with everything you said about the speech too. Mm. Um, we she knew this was coming. She had time to prepare, and um, and she did and executed it well and thanked everyone she needed to thank. Yeah, Lee Daniels too. We didn't really talk about Lee Daniels and. Um, I don't know if you look this up and maybe we could do it or do it as I talk. Who won Best Director that year and what was Best Picture? Um, I'm having trouble remembering. That is a great question, but I can totally look that up. So, because um, I remember, um, I, I remember Lee Daniels accepting an award somewhere, and I don't know if he won the Golden Globe or maybe there's another thing, and I can't remember the third thing he said. He was like, I'm a little bit ghetto, I'm a little bit homo, and I'm a little bit something else that had an O at the end of it, too. And it was just, like, so perfectly executed, too. And, like, not for nothing, too, like, this this movie would not be what it was because of him, too, and his genius, too. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, there's so many people that were backing this, like, Oprah was producing, and, like, it had such momentum from the get-go. Yeah, it definitely, uh, it had the Oprah, like, you know, basically seal of approval. of approval. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I think, yeah, she had said that, like, once she saw it, she was like, oh, I need to be, I need to get behind this movie. I need to support this yeah. movie. And I, uh, I love Oprah. I, people can say what they want about her. Oh, I think same. Oprah is the real deal. Yeah, um, she's amazing. So that year, The Hurt Locker won, and Catherine Bigelow, oh, you know, first I guess. female director. A female director That's won. right. Um, for The Hurt Locker. But, of course, she made a movie about war. So that helps. Uh, yeah, I have mixed feelings on The Hurt Locker, too. Yeah, it yeah. is. It, it was fine. Yeah, I haven't Great seen it. Great that a woman director won. I wish it was about, you know. I don't know. I wish it was like a movie like The Help or something. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but it's fine. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's I, I don't have an interest in seeing it, but I heard it's very suspenseful. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jeff Bridges won for Crazy Heart. And this is the year that Sandra Bullock won. I for know. The I've been side. waiting. I've been waiting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting in Best Supporting Actor and Actress. And I feel like this may have been the same case last episode with Octavia Spencer. Um they both swept the awards because it was Christoph Waltz for Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just kind of love that because, like, looking at, like, on Wikipedia, they show the breakdown across the awards. And it's like, you know, in general, Jeff Bridges won a lot, uh, Colin Firth, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr., like, Sandra Bullock, Meryl Streep, Carrie Mulligan. Like, there's sort of a mix across Best Actor and Best Actress. And I just... There's something about a best supporting actor or best supporting actress performance being so strong that it's just like unanimous. That just yeah, that pleases me. Yeah. Oh yes, it's like yeah, the the icing on the cake. It's just perfect. Yeah. 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 Best supporting actors and actresses just do it better. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Um. Speaking of Sandy, Sandy Bullock. Um. I think. And I know there's Carrie Mulligan, there is uh, Helen Mirren for The Last Station, there's uh, Meryl Streep for Julie and Julia, but like, honestly, I would have given it to Gabourey Sidibe. After watching this movie again, mm-hmm. I can like, honestly say that I think she should have won. And I know Sandra Bullock had to have her moment, and maybe, I don't know, I, I didn't see The Last Station, <laughs> and Carrie Mulligan was great, and it wasn't necessarily Meryl's, you know, pinnacle performance as mm-hmm. Julia uh, so I'm interested to hear what you think. Do you disagree or do you say, I, I mean, obviously we can't rewrite the history, but, hmm. um, that is an a, interesting year. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, I, 
and I was really like watching her performance this time because I kind of went in with the perception or with the decision that Precious is a great role, but it's yes. and it's a powerful role and it's a really like important role. But I wasn't sure if I was convinced that it was a really like if the performance was the same caliber, you know, or as I think that like Monique and Mary, great role, great performance. Watching it, I mean, I think so much of the movie, some of it helps kind of knowing how Gabourey Sidibe is outside of this movie and like recognizing how, how much she disappeared into this role. I think that was maybe what was challenging was I, I didn't know what the transformation was and so kind of in retrospect, I'm like, and obviously you do see it in the movie, right? Because you see her in her fantasies. But I think seeing her on different TV shows, like kind of seeing her kind of just be herself, then when you go back and you look at this, it's like, wow, she disappeared into this role. And she's not going to have a lot of big moments or big speeches. And then the one that she has is really powerful and is really, much like Monique, it's so unrefined and it's so just like, it doesn't feel actory, and I I think that I could absolutely have seen her winning for this because I think it's mm-hmm. a really I think it's it's a I don't know I I I could see her winning this, but I could also see there were why some moments why she didn't yeah. win it. I feel like there are also some moments where it was like, well, you know, the the physical like the appearance, the way they dress her, the way that she kind of like just looks is really impactful but is the acting range there in the same way it seems to be with Monique maybe not it's tough I don't know I don't necessarily disagree but I I mean I think I wish there was a better performance that beat her yeah I mean I think that's kind of where my mind is too it's like we all know that this was like a, a career Oscar for Sandra Bullock because the blind side is terrible yeah (laughs) yeah it's i mean it's not great yeah it's not great at all and it's to think of i don't know it's like she should have won for gravity a couple years later Mm. you think of that now and it's like it's like and reese witherspoon should have won for uh wild as opposed to sure um, as opposed to what am I thinking of? Johnny and June. Oh, Cash. what am I trying to say? Walk the line. Walk the line. Um, baby, baby, it, baby. Yeah. It's just interesting because if I think if, uh, if Reese Witherspoon would have won for a while, Julianne Moore would not have an Oscar right now. It's just interesting to think of all that too. I think yeah. that is the same year. You can fact check if you like, but I'm, I'm fairly certain it's, it was an interesting year that year. Um, Oh, so it's that is, yeah. I mean, I'm going to believe you. I'll just trust you on that one. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. I'm right. Who knows? Send me a tweet. Send me an email. Yeah. Let me know. Um, but uh, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, just like uh, in terms of like Sandra Bullock, I, I agree. Like there's kind of like there's the there's the career awards and then there's the performance that shows up a few years later where. Oh, yes. And maybe they right. got the role because of the Oscar. Who knows? But I agree. Like, I think Sandra Bullock in Gravity is great. That's a great yeah. role. And yeah. Part of it is because so much of the movie just hinges on her and just her. Pro- yeah. I mean, obviously, that movie, I love that movie. I just, gravity is phenomenal. It's mm-hmm. so, it, I love how simple of a story it is. And just that's what makes it like all the greater is like, this is just a very simple story of, oh shit, we need to get back. We, 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 we had it, something went wrong. And now we yeah. need to um, 
figure out what to do. And there's no monsters, there's no aliens, there's no villains, there's no twists. There's just people trying to survive in in an, in an environment that they should not be in in the first place. You know? Yeah. It's like and, yeah. storytelling 101. It is. Yeah. It's like, what's the conflict? What's, you know, what's standing in their way and how are they going to get through it? It's, yeah. Yeah. And I think that she's really, really great in it. And uh, that's part of the reason I'll go back and watch it again is because I just have enjoying her in it. But I, I have not seen Wild. I know Laura Dern was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for that. Yeah, another BSA for that. It's yeah. interesting. Um, but going back to it's speaking of like what kind of show are they trying to make here? You said that a little bit a while ago, and it, mm-hmm. it triggered the sort of Sandy Bullock win. Is like they people tuned in to to watch Sandra Bullock yeah. with her Oscar. It's like mm-hmm. that was. I would venture to say that if you had to rank, you know, all of the Oscar ceremonies in the last, you know. 15 years that that would probably be close to the the top mm-hmm. because of that it's like people want to see you know miss congeniality or the the, the girl from speed you know mm-hmm. and then granted like i do love sandra bullock yes amanda i do love sandra bullock Oof. but um i don't the, agree the that she should have coming <laughs> i know yeah it's, I, I hear her i hear her just talking to herself yeah um but, uh, yeah, it's sort of eclipsed by this cultural moment, which happens from time to time, too, uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, on a brief Sandra Bullock tangent, maybe we've talked about this. Maybe someone, maybe you guys have talked about this on Squirrel Friends, but your thoughts on the movie 28 Days? Oh, I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh, Nick, let this be the gift. Watch 28 Days. That's not the scary one, right? No, not the... <laughs> No, no, there's she, there's no zombies. This is the okay, one where she that's... goes to rehab. Oh, I've it's... never. Right. Okay. And there is a BSA performance by Elizabeth Perkins as her sister. Oh, speaking they... of a woman who just, yeah, she's great. Yeah, they have a great scene towards the end that I, I yeah, I, you just need to see. Um, That's a great movie. That's like, I, I think that you were going to, I don't want to play it up, but I just, from what I know of you, I think, oh, yeah, this is going to be, like, right up your alley. Oh, great. I thought you were being, like, ironic, like, oh, it's great, but it's, like, terrible. But maybe no. it is terrible, and that's what makes it great, or... But it's but it's, it's great. It's a genuinely great movie, and I love the ending. That's all I'll say. It's one oh. of my favorite endings. Well, I can't that's wait. All That'll say. be fun. I wonder yeah. if Keon's seen it. He's seen all those. He's seen a lot of movies. Oh, yeah, you guys um, should watch it together. Yeah. 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 That'd be fun. Um... But back to Gabare Sidibe. Um, yeah. Just kind of wrapping this up a little bit because, I mean, the movie is, I mean, she is the movie. It's titled after her, too. Yeah. And I think just watching her, I think, is going back to what you were saying, seeing how she was in. Did you watch Difficult People on Hulu? Yes, I did. I did watch Difficult People. Um, and finally, I've seen something. <laughs> yeah, yay. If for those of you out there who haven't listened to uh, How Was Your Week with Julie Klausner, it's, it is one of my favorite podcasts, like top three for sure. I have laughed like tears, like tears laughter, mm. like just because of her monologues. She is so funny and I love her a lot too. So anyways, go watch Difficult yeah. People. But anyways, Gabrielle Sidibe was on that, playing an entirely different character. And like you said too, you see her in interviews and she's kind of like this ray of sunshine, you know. Uh and our only point of reference up until then was seeing her in Precious too. So like to see that um comparison, I was like, yeah, she's she's doing the work here. But like you said, of course she's going to be eclipsed by Monique. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my follow-up impression of Gabrielle Sidibe was from the show, uh, The Big C. 
Oh yeah, I know she was in that too. Yeah, and she's not. It's not as bad as like Jennifer Hudson in Sex in the City, but there are some great comparison. Yeah, there's some notes of that. You know, yes. I mean, it's like, oh, you were really great and precious, and you're okay and everything else too. You know, yes, but a great gal. Glad to see you're getting work. You know? Yep, but that is exactly how I feel. Is yeah. To me, when I see Gabrielle Sidibe and other things, it's like seeing Jennifer Hudson in Sex of the City. It's yeah, like, and if you don't know what that means, then get out of here. Then get the hell out of here. <laughs> Smash you with a frying pan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Awful. That is crazy. Like, yeah. I forgot. Just kind of, I mean, what a segue, right? Just that's that's back a perfect into... segue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, my first, I, I have um, Mary moments, which is funny because, like, all right, Mary. <laughs> it's very all And right, you're wearing Mary. a shirt that says Mary right oh now. My God. Which is even... <laughs> it's so on the nose. It's true. <laughs> I know. You. T- I saw, like, we opened up the, like, the Skype session. I was like, wow. Really wow. meta moment here. Yeah, yeah. Really committed to the cause. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, the first sort of, you know, bookmark or you know bullet point of the journey of mary and versus precious and it's just it's like anytime they're in that house my i just tense up yeah um and i Ugh. think the one thing i really love about gabrie sidibe and maybe this is a choice is like she never besides when she has to she never really tiptoes around mary you know like i would mm-hmm. be along the wall never moving because of you just never know what you're gonna get yeah. But she does sort of like, I don't want to say stand up to her because she doesn't necessarily stand up to her. But like there's a different approach to the abuse that she's taking and how she's kind of she pushes back, but just a little. But she doesn't necessarily yeah. like play along. And like, you know, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, I would just like play the part and do what I need to do and just like go to my room. Um, yes. Be out of the house as much as I could, you know, but that's my sort of, you know. That would be my plan, but of course it's a different situation. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it's funny. I was having a lot of the same feelings of like, how would I navigate this and thinking like, I'm just going to be really good and I'm not going to disobey and I'll be really quiet and I won't get in her way and like, maybe it'll be okay. And it was like, I hated feeling that way. Like I hated like like, those scenes in that apartment. It was like, it was so heavy and dark and oppressive and it's like I could smell that apartment. I was you know? just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. the cigarettes, the cats, but the there's cats. Some cute cats. There's some yeah. cute cats, and I was and I was grateful that the cats were never hit or abused. In fact, yeah, at Ethel one the point, cat. she like Ethel carefully like it. lifts the cat out of the chair yes. and moves it. Um, after they like beat each other up in the living room, I was like, Ooh. okay, at least she's nice to the cat. Um, but that was you know that was a concern. I. Yeah, I that that first scene of them in the apartment, and it, there's something like we're we're watching a moment that ha- is not unique or not special. It, this this happens all the time. Yeah, where Precious does something wrong, she she forgets to tiptoe, or she has forgotten, or whatever. But yeah, just like the mere fact that she's like, oh yeah, they didn't have your cigarettes, and then. I think it's it's like you don't know when the abuse is going to start or how, you know? Yeah. And it's like yeah, as you said like she she doesn't fight back, but she doesn't tiptoe. And there's that like moment like after they they have that first fight when she like kicks the shoe down the stairs, and Ooh. I just thought like precious don't you know better? Don't do that. Yeah, and it was just a slipper. It was just like a cloth slipper. Yeah. And that was like it's 
yeah it's like the bull is charging up the stairs mm-hmm. full speed and you're gonna get it yeah and yeah. every time she had her back to mary i was just like don't turn your back to her what's wrong with you like oh my she god was cooking or oh god when I she let her hold the so baby oh and i knew that was coming and i forgot about it i was like fuck she's yeah. gonna like throw that baby yeah i know and i was gonna like gonna oh, get god. real ugly in like 30 seconds yeah yeah i i mean that i think those early scenes like like when she's like cooking the pig's feet and like yeah it just like that the kind of i don't know the the day-to-day life i think and just the the dark apartment with the tv on with the you know the lights off and the smells of the food and it just felt i was like oh my god you are trapped you're trapped yeah. like this is a, a total prison and there's like i don't know like that i think was like as you said it was like a horror movie like this was yeah. like this this was such a horrific situation mm-hmm. and i i appreciated though that it wasn't indulgent in showing us how horrific it is like we didn't see mary after she chases precious up the stairs yes, we don't we I, don't see I, what happens i appreciated that yeah. <laughs> because i i don't think i could have taken it yeah um i and i think what i loved about monique and like how she how she plays these scenes where like she has to just suddenly go to a 27 is that it, it comes out of nowhere, but that's the point is that you don't know when someone's going to snap. And she managed to play that very realistically. It was like, yeah, okay. I, I, I see that this is not just someone going from like, this is not an actor going from zero to a hundred. This is a character going from zero to a hundred. And Monique is really controlled on how she shows that. Yeah, speaking of control, I, I really did appreciate the scene with um, where Precious makes her the plate of food and you expect that she would like freak the fuck out. But mm-hmm. she's just like, no, she just like tells her that she cooked it wrong, calls her stupid. It's more of like emotional abuse rather than physical abuse, I guess. Mm-hmm. But not that like I almost said, like, I, I appreciate the range of abuse, but there is right. there are days like that with someone who is abusing you that especially if they're giving you both sides of the coin physical and emotional that some days might be a better okay i'm not at least she didn't throw an ashtray at my head or i think that's what she throws her at the beginning but like yeah i have to make dinner all over again maybe i'll okay i I could take that like that's fine um Mm -hmm. and then she like makes her eat it oh it's it's like oh that was awful when she makes her eat it but yeah that moment was so controlled it was so interesting when she was just like waiting yeah, and then it was like, well, there's no collard greens, and why are there all these hairs on the feet? Like, you eat yeah. that. You eat that, and then you'll make me a new one. And if she had just yelled at her and flipped the plate, I think, like, from a narrative point of view, it would have just almost been repetitive and, like, maybe too much. And yeah. almost, like, yeah, just, like, overwhelming. Whereas because it was played down, it was, like, insidious. And just, yeah. like... And and the abuse of forcing her to eat all that food, it just yeah, oh. just power. And she just she has so much power. Really, is like the point of that scene. And I think yeah. an, another scene too. It, it, as we're kind of skipping around, um, a totally different vibe is when the social worker comes, social worker or something, or whoever's in charge of like it is like the, yeah. the person who comes kind of like social. I think social worker. I think probably to check on uh, the the daughter um, who yes. they call Mongo. I know, Lord. Yeah. Uh, but that whole scene, and like the whole time, I'm like, "What? This grandmother seems nice." I'm like, "Why can't you live with her?" But the whole reason 
that she's held captive is to get the welfare checks because like they are under the impression that, you know, she's using the money to help, you know, raise her daughter and her granddaughter as well too. So it's yeah. just this, the part that she plays and it's so fascinating to watch that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause the I wig. think at some point when like precious leaves, uh, after they have that huge fight and she says like, well, I, I can't go to my grandmother's because she's afraid of my mother. And I think yeah. that's the thing is like the grandmother can't intervene because Mary will just take it out on her. And so it's yeah. just best to just, play along and and not rock the boat and it's really like when the, when the social worker comes and we see we see not only like the way that mary switches on this whole different personality but you see it start to slip you know like her, you could see her getting impatient with the baby and like yeah. holding her hands down and and i think that was really it was like watching like a suspense movie where you're like oh my god is she gonna get caught you know yeah yeah uh and I love when she asks, like, Precious, how are you doing? She's like, I'm fine. And there's also, there's, like, this little smile that she gives. But, like, I, it's so interesting that she smiled. It's I feel like I would be like, help me. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. let me walk you out. Let me walk you down to the lobby. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, when... I, I'm, I'm luckily, I've never been in a situation like that, too. So it's, it's, it's a whole different story. It's like when you are, you know, you, you almost... One, she doesn't know how to get out. She doesn't have the means to get out of that situation, too. So, like, what's she going to do? What is she going to say? Like, yeah, because she still has to go face her mom. Like, because even if she does get out, what she eventually, you know, starts the process of doing and gets to the better school. Um, you know, her mom's going to find out sometime, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's yeah. going on. And that's worse. Right, yeah. right. Like, if, if she's going to get away from this, like, she has one chance. And... And yeah, if she even got out of the house, where would she go? I mean, before before she finds Miss Rain, before she like starts to find a way out of this, it's like, where would she go? Nobody loved her. Nobody cared about her. Yeah. And so it's like, at least she has somewhere to, like she has a role. She has a place where she belongs. It's speaking. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, it's just, yeah, it's, it's some dark shit. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we went this long without talking about Miss Rain because she is just. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, I would say, like, Paula Patton is kind of, like, the assistant to the Best Supporting Actress. Oh, I would rather her... Sorry, I'd rather see her up there. I'm like, get Anna Kendrick out and Mm -hmm. put Paula Patton in because that is... It's juicy enough, I think. It's a big enough role. Mm -hmm. It is... She is just, like... uh, she. There's an energy about her that is just... There's warmth and love and um, a little bit of, like edge there's so much about her that has a bsa quality and there's so much yeah. about her that is in and I, I always i feel like i make so many references to jessica lang and tootsie and yet i keep saying that it's not a great it's not an oscar worthy performance yeah but i think that she's hitting the same notes of just being yeah there's just this very special energy about her and i think mm-hmm. it's a very it's a tricky role because i what i think what's great about miss rain is that she's not the magical savior like yeah. she doesn't she helps precious and she cares for precious and she loves precious but she can't save her and i think we see like the limits of what she can do and i think even by the end it's not like she goes to live with miss rain and her girlfriend like she she has them to kind of like take her in for a bit and help her find her way but i think i don't know like i just i appreciate that she's still like a real person as well and i think it would be kind of disappointing if she was just like the fairy godmother. Yeah. Uh, 
there are moments when Paula Patton, like, I don't know if there's certain angles too, gives me J-Lo vibes. Like, mm. if this movie was made today, not that she would have beaten Monique out as well, but, like, if there was some sort of, you know, we, we'll we talk about it, you know, near the end of the episode, but as far as, like, being snubbed this year and, you know, what, what does the future hold for J-Lo? Like, if it was a performance like this and sort of this, like, prestige movie that, like, mm. she would definitely get an, a nomination for that. I would hope so, just because yeah. of, like, the Hustler snub. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I will say it, my my favorite part was when, you know, she was with Miss Rain and her partner. Like mm-hmm. she just, I was like, okay, she's, 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 it's Christmas. They're giving her a gift. She's with two lesbians. I was like, can she, can't she just live here? Like, come right. on. I just, right. It looks so her, warm and cozy. Her. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I know. It's, it really, I mean, I, I appreciated, like, I love that she was a lesbian. I loved that was like another part of that. Yes. And, and I think, um, you know yeah like just who she was like it's again like this movie has such great roles for women like really like all of the roles for the women in this movie are you know across the board even like sherry shepherd at the teach one each one teach one like so many great roles for women where they get to be like i love that moment when she brings lenny kravitz's character to be to see sherry shepherd's character and she just like looks at him and puts the phone down and then the scene ends yes and it's just like it's i that's one of the things i loved was just like the they had great actresses, but these these characters all got some texture, and I think that Miss Rain had this like texture to her, and I think the way we got to see her interacting with her girlfriend, it's like seeing your teacher in the supermarket. You're like, oh my god, look at you with your real life. I know. Oh, I remember that was so weird. I we, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Colin. Well, I think you did because you're not too much. You're how old? Thirty. I'm going to be thirty-five in a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. Bobby baby, thirty-five. Bobby baby, thirty-fifth birthday. Yeah, it's coming up. Um, yeah. But do you remember Book It? Do you remember Book It? Did you have Book It? Yes, Book It was. Um, was that like a? It was a reading program. that yes. where You got like a star for like. I don't know if it was each book that you read, and once you got five stars, you got to like put it on your pin and then take it to Pizza Hut, and you got a personal pan pizza. Oh my gosh! Yes, and I, it was mm-hmm. the best of times. Uh, it really was. I remember and, the symbol for Book It. Yes, the like the little logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh god, I would kill if I like I maybe my mom saved it. My mom saves everything, but maybe mm. she still has it somewhere. That I would I would wear that. <laughs> now <laughs> I wear that. Um, but my first grade teacher at the time and then the third grade teacher at my my elementary school always went to pizza hut every friday so we would see them every once in a while it was i remember it was so weird seeing them <laughs> right and they would have like a pitcher of beer and just like be like these fucking kids and just like right. smoking cigarettes when you could when you could uh, you can smoke you in could. a pizza hut yeah, I know. I mean, that's that's a that's a mood as the that's kids a mood. Say. Yeah, a vibe. I don't right, know right, right. Elementary school teachers smoking at a Pizza Hut on a Friday. <laughs> I mean, it sounds kind of great. I'm like, count me in. Yeah, it's right, great. right, right. Uh, uh, but anyways, yeah. Back to these these women too, and Lenny Kravitz is delicious too. Uh, He's just perfectly understated and warm as well too. Love him. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was great. I I just liked that he was there and um. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then he kissed her and then gave her a $20, you know, he's right? watching out for her. I was like, oh, yeah. Love ya. Right. Love and like, ya. yeah, again, it's like she goes through such hell that you're just like, oh, thank God someone's being nice to her. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Phew. Um, yes. Mostly for like your own sake is the viewer, which is awful. But it's like, I just can't go through like 
that scene when she when she after she has her second baby and she goes back to the house and Mary is just sitting like that scene is just so tense and then they get into that fight and there's this one moment and I I I thought about it like two minutes after the scene ended and I was like oh my god that happened those two women did that scene where they have that like knockdown drag him out and Precious like throws her mother against the wall yeah. and like she does that kind of like slam against the wall and roll like horizontally onto the couch thing and I was like I was so like a I was shocked that it was happening and I was worried about the baby but B I was just like yes yes beat that bitch up and it's terrible oh, yeah. when a movie pushes you to that where you're like yes violence you're like Sandy Dennison who's afraid of Virginia Woolf violence yeah but, or just like Sheba Hart pushing Judy Dench against that like yes <laughs> armoire. yes fucking vampire you, you know? know fuck me Barbara <laughs> yeah that's great and but I I just those moments where Precious got the upper hand I, the movie makes you so hungry for them and so oh, like oh yeah when, whenever she wins in this movie it's just such a win I forgot about the TV throwing I gasped yes. when that happened and there's this perfect music cue that happens right when she like drops it and I was like no shit that doesn't land on them does it and it doesn't right. thank god but yeah I know. Jesus. You could have. You could. She wanted to kill her. She had. I mean, there's plenty of times in the movie where you think that she's going to kill Precious or it comes close to it. But it's mm-hmm. just that that's crazy. Yeah. There's so many aggressive, you know, a- angry argument moments. But I wonder if it's possible we could scoot to that. That amazing scene. That was my next. Sentence. OK. Yeah. yeah. Okay. OK. The scene. The and scene. it goes without saying maybe you have something else to say, but this, this, there is no question that this is the moment she wanted. There is absolutely no argument here. I, I, you might have something other nuance that you want to share before it possibly, or is it, I think the only, this scene, the only other moment. And I think it's more in the script that I'm, I'm in. It's a moment that's like a credit to the script okay. is when Mary tells precious that her father's died because he had AIDS and then Precious asks her if she has it, and she says no because we never did it up the ass. Yes, and that so I think. Fascinating. And like when you think She's about like, like thinking girl. like this is 1987, uh-huh. there's not even any treatment options yet. Like Mary is going to die very soon. Yeah, yeah. and like not for nothing, but Precious is HIV positive. Like, yeah. her chances of survival are not that great either. I mean, it's yeah. like when I remembered, like, oh fuck, there's no AZT cocktail yet. Like. Yeah. And they are like in terms of any treatment getting to anyone, it's not getting to poor black women in Harlem, you know? So yes. like it was like realizing that it like the the ignorance and also like the tragedy of that of being like no, I don't have it. Like it, it because of that you know, whatever because oh yeah, no, we didn't do up the ass. That's, because it's it, a gay disease. It's just Yeah. Like, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um but I, other than that, I really do think there is just so much in this final scene at Miss Weiss's cubicle that is where, you know, where the, where she, you know, when she wanted is for me, for sure. Yeah. So we have Mariah, Monique, and Miss Gabby. I'm like, is this All Stars 5? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, um, it starts like watching it. It feels like a, like a meaningful moment in cinema. You know what I mean? It feels like a, a scene that people talk about, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, 
I think what I what I love is that we see we see something happen with Mary that happens earlier in the movie where she she catches like a glimpse like early in the movie she after the principal leaves and like Mary's like really upset about it and then she like Oof, she yeah. she starts to go into overdrive she's like no you see no you know what I think you're actually doing like now you're starting with me like she gets herself revved up and like starts to take off and she does it here as well because she's like no see you got this bitch looking at me judging me like you see there's an ignition in Mary that just like sets her off into overdrive and it was really interesting to watch it happen again in this moment where she doesn't have the power to like keep going you know what i mean yeah it's a different arena yeah yeah yeah. before we talk about monique i i want to talk about mariah let's i think i'm i i think that she is great in this (laughs) i do too i honestly yeah I yeah. love just to kind of set this up a little bit more too. I really like the scenes between her and Precious. Mm. I think that like the banter that they have together, the chemistry that they have together, mm-hmm. all like I think we see them together maybe twice before this too. And the the approach that she has with these lines, it's 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 very like we said, it's very lived in. It seems like she is this sort of social worker type that has seen a lot of shit. And mm-hmm. she knows how to play the game. And she knows that sometimes it's like she's trying to get these answers from Precious, but she doesn't want to push it. And she's like, all right, well, you're eventually going to have to talk to me. You're eventually going to have to say something if you want this check. It's like, yeah. And now Precious turns the table that one time. She's like, tell me about your mother and tell me about oh, how your yeah. relationship. It's, it's, I almost said the word cute, but it's not necessarily cute. It's just like, and I love this sort of line of like, I like you. I like you too. And she doesn't say it until like later. Right. Um, right. Precious doesn't say it until later because she, what is her character's name? I'm going to look her up. Uh, Mariah's uh, character. Miss Weiss. Oh, Miss Weiss. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's, there's a charm to that moment where she's like, tell me about your mother. This is a safe space. Like she's totally mimicking yeah. her in a way. And it's, it's played very familiar. Like you're remembering they've been doing this for a year, you know, like yeah. they know each other Mariah, like I, it was crazy to think that like Helen Mirren was supposed to play this role. What? Yeah, which I think is <laughs> fabulous, and I think if she did, she probably would have gotten nominated. Honestly, like I don't know. I think that Helen Mirren could have maybe done some magic. That Helen not that Mariah Carey did crazy. it. Crazy, yeah. But Helen Mirren. Um, but I will give Mariah this. I there's the moment when she turns away to wipe the tear away. Oh, of course, was not in the script. It was love that. So she was supposed to kind of have this like just like, you know, horrified look on her face. But she was so emotional that she like turned away to wipe the tear away and try to like get it out of the shot. But Lee Daniels kept it because it was so good. Oh, God bless Lee Daniels. For I the know. Hands. And I know. Mariah's wiping of the tear. Totally. I only mean, a like, gay man can understand that. Only a yeah. gay man. Only yeah. a, exactly. Like there's clearly a gay behind this because a gay yes. man knew keep that moment. It was so powerful. And but yeah, so Mariah's great. I just I and I love the little fake mustache. I love the I love the wardrobe. I love the hair. I applaud her for um forsaking vanity people give her such a bad rap but like she showed up and was like yeah put the mustache on me i'm here for this and i love love the mustache yeah it's great yeah and it's perfectly applied like whoever did that work it's it's good work yeah it really is it's really it's like uh, what was it the oscar stellan skarsgård was like you know thank the guy who gave him eyebrows so people would remember him yeah yeah it was a Um, weird speech but it's cute yeah so 
so Monique, talk to me about your your take on on Mo- Monique here. Like, what do you love about it? What tell me about it? Sure. Um, I think it's like I kind of wish I had the script in front of me too, because when you watch this, and when I watched it the first time, and when I watched it yesterday too, it's like I knew it was coming this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you autom- I automatically you know have the sort of BSA lens when I watch it too, but I I just you let it wash over you and you just watch it. And mm-hmm. and when it's over, it, you kind of come back to life, so to speak. Like, because yeah. it is such a, it's a heavy moment and you're so uh, in awe of her ability to, to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but within that, you know, I still want to talk about it. I think that there is this sort of, I just wonder what Mary the character thought that this meeting would look like that she could somehow get precious back or she could somehow manipulate miss weiss into thinking that precious was this you know troublemaker almost mm-hmm. it's like the scorpio my scorpio baby she's like oh. you know and uh, but the first sort of crack in the you know the porcelain vase <laughs> right is is her getting her birthday wrong and yeah. then from there it kind of or like the month she was born and then cuz Maybe Mary knows, maybe she doesn't know that Precious and, you know, Miss Weiss have been talking for a while. And who knows? I, I'm assuming at this point that Precious has told her a lot. Uh, yeah. If, if not almost everything that's happened because she, you know, she said about um, her mom kicking her in the head when she was having the baby. So she at least knows that. She knows that Mary is the one that, you know, I love the way they're seated mm-hmm. as well. I love that Precious is kind of right next to Miss Weiss. Mm-hmm. That moment when she says like, oh yeah, my Scorpio child. And she kind of like puts her finger on her mouth. She just says like that, like that hmm gesture that she does. And I feel uh-huh. like it's like, oh, I remember now. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I know that. Like then she remembers. And I think yeah. it's like, I think what's, what's kind of fascinating is that she is talking about everything that happens from a place of like obligation. You know, I had a man and I had a child and I had to take care of both of them. And this is something that she had been told all her life. You need to be a good mother and you need to take care of your man. And the conditions are not to be questioned. And I think one of the things that stood out to me the most early on is when she says, and you know, he told when, when she, when, she recounts him touching precious and you know she questions him and he says you shut your fat mouth up and then miss weiss says and what did you do she says so i shut my fat my big fat mouth up and like the fact that she says or no shut i shut my fat ass up that's what it was Mm -hmm. that's important she says so i so i shut my fat ass up like the way that she responds and repeats it that way and talks about herself that way it is it's such a smart choice acting wise and script wise and direction wise. It tells us this is a woman who has, even though she is a monster, she has accepted the demands of even larger monsters in her life, you know? And I think you come to recognize that she became a monster to kind of not be the victim anymore. And I, I think also that like she, in her own twisted way, like she even says, she's like, what she's so upset about is that precious she didn't say fucking nothing she didn't scream it's like yeah. are you kidding me are you kidding me you were putting this at the at the 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 feet of a 3 year old child and saying like she yeah. took my man from me and it's i think what we're just seeing is someone who is just she is so desperate to be loved and she has gone to such delusion 
by justifying her actions and justifying her point of view. But I feel like in this moment, in this speech, like when she says like, well, that's why I did it. Cause who was going to love me? And that's what it all came down to. She just wanted to be loved. And she got so fucked up along the way that she didn't even know what yeah. love was anymore. To say all of that while sticking to such a dark, twisted narrative is genius. Like, across the board. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard act to follow there, Mr. Colin Brooker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my BSA of the week is Colin Drucker. <laughs> well, we're being played off the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, the- <laughs> as they say, is that. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, that was lovely, actually. Yeah, I... I think that also that this is since it is like one of your favorite clips of all time and performances of all time that you've had a little bit you, you've you've been waiting for this episode mm. too i know that you it's like it's it's a good uh i think just gathering your thoughts and saying that was um a long time coming yeah so oh it was worth the wait I'll yeah yeah oh yeah yeah I, I guess i've been marinating but, on this for a while yeah yeah so to to kind of just add a couple things of just favorite moments from this too um I love when a voice cracks Ugh. because tears are coming and there's this line because she says because Carl was and I don't know if it was on the word Carl or was or the next word but the voice cracks comes after that too and she just simply like takes a moment no she might even still keep going too because she has to get through this mm-hmm. and she wants to and wants to like convince I don't know herself and the other two women that she because she's unveiling herself yeah. she's revealing like this is the first time precious has ever heard i mean she's lived it so she knows 98 percent of what's coming out of her mouth but she doesn't know she says at the end precious says like i didn't know what you were before today yeah yeah or what you was before today too and and but doesn't really complete that sentence it's like it does you know she doesn't need to yeah um but when she talks about the pink pillow Oh, yeah. I love that when like she doesn't have to talk about the pink pillow but tell me more about that pink mm-hmm. pillow it was just such a lovely and that i think is just even in the writing too yeah um just describing the scene of the first time that it happened you know besides just saying what was going on in that bed she said i had a a little pink pillow and i had her name on it and um i mean and then the next thing that we talked about too is just pumping that is it antibacterial is it lotion what what is it but it is such a brilliant yeah i always thought it was antibacterial (sighs) lotion as antibacterial like the the gel and it might be, or it might be lotion, but I feel like it's either one. It's this, it's this, I, I actually, I love the idea of it being antibacterial that she's washing her hands of this. Oh, I love it. I love that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but what a great choice. What a great choice to make like as an actor and even as like uh, writing this script that that was the moment she's like, okay, wow, I, it's almost like she, okay, I've said too much here. And I, I didn't really yeah. even expect to say all that, but I did. And this is my kind of segue into like, all right, let me let me compose myself here and figure yeah. it out, <laughs> I guess. Right. Uh, like to get back on track. It, it's like, as if she like went into a trance, like yeah. something just like, and I think you had said she was like convincing them. And I think that's a really good verb for it. I think mm-hmm. that she was trying to convince herself and them as she was describing this of like that, that the way that she was talking about it, that she wasn't wrong, that she didn't, yes. she wasn't responsible. That was like, no, I had to take care of him. It's what he wanted. And I think like when she says, you know, the pink pillow and she said, and it had her name on it because she was precious. And I yeah. think 
there's so much weight in that line of like she was precious she was at one point and we see the flashbacks of her with the baby with the pictures at some point she loved this baby yeah and then this baby became the reason why her man stopped loving her yeah, and like obviously obstacle. that's just not that's just that's it's almost like that's what she saw that's how she saw it and she didn't have a reason to think otherwise yeah. and it's like i think what she's maybe realizing is that there's no convincing us as you say it out loud and maybe she's never said any of this out loud before because nobody asked her yeah it's like something that happens right like you start saying something especially if you're emotional and all of a sudden something comes out you're like ah oh I guess that's what I'm really trying to get at, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what happened here. And I think that moment of like, you know, the who, 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 who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? Which has to be my when she won it moment. Of course. Yeah. If we're to dissect this further. It's just incredible. It's, it's an incredible moment of acting and of acting that isn't acting. I don't know. It, it was... It it was so raw and so human, and I like appreciated that Monique was willing to go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like be that human. It's like the emotional equivalent of going to a twenty seven, rather totally. than like the physical drama that we talk about every once in a while of just like mm -hmm. whether that's raising your voice or throwing something or you know mm -hmm. chewing up the scenery. You know, not you know, but uh, yeah, it's it's great, and I I will forever. You know, when once once I left the theater, it was like I, if you forget anything else about that scene, you remember that moment too. That is, oh yeah, totally. Sort of like that just crescendo of it all. Yeah, it feels like it goes into a new atmosphere of like, yeah. oh my god, this is. I'm I'm watching something significant here. It's it's really it's like Olivia Coleman in Broadchurch when she has some of those moments where you're like, oh my god, okay, yeah. this is this is incredible. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm your bloody mother. Oh, it's so <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I remember. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we could go on about Olivia Coleman, but uh, yeah. It's for um, another episode, maybe. Now, before we wrap up our, our discussion on, yeah. on uh, Monique, I also want to just highlight after, after Precious leaves with the kids, like Mary breaks down again. And yeah. she's like, you know, and I can't remember what it was where she. Um, she repeats something over and over. She's like, oh, and I, and, you know, I told him not to. And, and like, she, she just keeps saying, oh, please don't, oh, please don't, or something like that. And she like, you know, kind of, it's like, she's fighting off the demons yeah. of like, I try like realizing or like insisting that she, she wasn't responsible. Like I tried to stop him. I told him don't. And like, it's like this realization that like, oh fuck, like this like i did this i created this and at the same time as we kind of said it towards the beginning i sort of sympathize with her because yeah. she has clearly been profoundly traumatized and wounded over the years because that's the only thing that could create someone so evil and and it's it's so sad like that here was someone and, and we even see it in earlier scenes like when she's looking through the photo album we see that this woman was once very beautiful and and very happy and we see her in those pictures with precious early on where it's like wow like this happened to you this wasn't you this happened to you yeah it's like the hurt people hurt people sort of situation too yeah 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 it's uh yeah i just i think that that oh my god that scene is it's just it's i love it i love i'm so impressed and yeah. uh 
yeah, I was so excited to do this episode because it's just such a great performance. It is. And, it really is one for the ages too. And I, I'm hoping, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I picture like Oscar montages, you know, like 10, 15 years from now. And I'm hoping that that's always the clip or one of the yeah. clips that they use right. because it has to be. And I'm so glad right. it's like, an hour you know, our BSA intro, it's such a great choice and an obvious mm-hmm. choice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I feel like it's one of the, it's one of the best. It's one yeah. of the, like, I, I can't imagine there's anybody who's watched this performance and said, eh, I don't know if it's the best of the year. You yeah. know? Yeah. You can't, you cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was, I mean, you know, it's fun. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, obviously we have our BSA of the week, but it it's it's award season. And I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the Oscar nominations have been released. Yeah. I love the tone of your voice there. The question mark, the sort yeah. of just maybe a period. <laughs> no exclamation point. No exclamation point. No. Maybe I, a you dash, know, a dot, dot, yeah, dot. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I took the direction, cut it in half, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you okay? So, I mean, we won't spend too much time, but there are certainly things to talk about here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think really the biggest thing is, you know, Jennifer Lopez, really. It's kind oh, of, yeah. oh <laughs> that's wow. what I've been calling her, which sucks. <laughs> I mean, that I, 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 speaking of just like sympathizing for someone too, it's like from the moment Hustlers came out to like her next, you know, the day after it premiered for her being on the Good Morning America. And everyone's saying you're going to get nominated for an Oscar and she's crying because it just she's worked so hard through this entire award season leading up to that and to not get it. But who got in there instead, Colin? One Miss Florence Pugh. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, uh, and the other thing is, I mean, there's so there's a lot here to unpack. Um because if they did nominate JLo, that could have been another person of color. So, you know, it's like, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's like all these things that um, Florence Pugh has a, an exciting career ahead of her. And I'm so thrilled mm-hmm. to see what she does next and to follow her. And hopefully uh, at least eight of those movies are with Saoirse Ronan and just, they just right. like play, you know, I don't know, something great. Um, and also right. I didn't know she was English. She has an English accent. Yeah. I did yeah, not yeah. know that at all. And Keon was listening to watching a video and interview with her or something the other day. And I was like, ah, love her even more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She, I think that we're, we're watching the beginning of Florence Pugh's career really yeah. take off, which I'm thrilled for. I, I, and I, I love, the recognition of her in little women. I love like the idea of that being a BSA role. Yes. I just like it defines something for me. And I'm like, yeah, it is. When you watch it from that lens of like, this is the best supporting actress of the movie. It's like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. I, I mean, I don't, she's not going to win. I think Laura, I think it's Laura Dern's to win this year. I think so too. Yeah. Um, And it is what it is. She's our best supporting actress. This is, this is Florence Pugh we're talking about. Yeah. That would be my vote. I would hope it'd be yours. I'm so glad you saw Little Women too. Like it would would have been a totally different story. Like I would have just been like trying to sell you Little Women each week. Right. And then I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like she didn't win for, she didn't get nominated for best director. How good could it be? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's another, you know. Mm. controversial category and i love Issa ray uh her sort of comment congratulations to all those men yeah <laughs> so yeah i know subtle and perfect and disappointing all at the same time 
It's, you know, I, and I think it's a, I was listening to Ross Matthews podcast and they were talking about that. And he said, you know, it's tough because there's only five slots. And he said, you know, like should, and I haven't seen all these movies to verify, but like, should Martin Scorsese not be in that category? Should Quentin Tarantino not be in the category? Should sure. Sam Mendes not be in that category? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like should Todd Phillips not be in that category? Or did they not do great work? Is it just a matter of like, there's only five and like, Yes, I would love to see more diversity, but I don't want someone nominated just to play a token diverse, you know. That's true. That's true. Card, and I thought that's. I don't think it's that black and white, but I think there's a lot of truth to that. Absolutely, yeah. um, I think it's complicated, you know. And I feel like, I don't know. Like I think it's you know there are certainly like people are saying like Lupita Nyong'o and and um, you yes, know Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what the movie Lupita was in? Oh, us. The movie yeah. Us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she scary. was great in that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty scary and it, yeah. it gets kind of violent, but Elizabeth okay. Moss is also really great in Ooh. that. Yeah. Um it's yeah, it's strange. I think I wouldn't want JLo to just get nominated cuz hey, we need some diversity in this category. I did want to see her nominated because I do feel like this is her at her career best. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a really great role for a woman. Yeah. I think it's a really different kind of role to get nominated uh, in terms of like the movie and the performance and what mm-hmm. she's given to do and how to showcase herself. And I, I don't know. There, it, there's something I love about the fact that it's a role that you could on the outset just think it's all about a beautiful woman being a stripper. And it's like even though you do see her do a full striptease, I never think of her as just doing a striptease in that movie. I always think she's playing this real woman. Like, I, I feel like she's very lived yeah. in. I think of that last scene, you know? Yeah, of course. I love it. So. um, In other snubs, too, just, and, and not really, you know, these are men we're talking about, too. It's like the, the Adam Sandler uncut gems of it all, and the oh, Eddie yeah. Murphy and Dolomite is my name. It's like those those SNL comedian sort of, mm-hmm. I mean, Eddie Murphy should have had his Oscar for dream girls. We've talked about it before. I agree so. with that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Alan Arkin, I love you too. Um, yeah. Right. I know. Um, yeah. It's so now the, the, the nominees are of course, Laura Dern, Florence Pugh, um, uh, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo rabbit, uh, Marco Robbie for bombshell. And who am I forgetting? Ooh. Oh, Kathy Bates for Kathy Richard Bates. Jewell. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which I still have to see Richard Jewell in Bombshell. I I'm I want to at least kind of compare and watch all of Laura Dern's scenes in Marriage Story again. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this. I have like zero desire to see Jojo Rabbit. Interesting. Uh, I wanted to. And then the buzz died down, which is like a shitty thing because I should mm. just not because it was the sort of flavor of the month for like everyone was I talking about that. it. And it almost came, it's like, it's so fascinating to talk about like timelines when it comes to Oscar movies and like mm-hmm. the narrative and the story that they're telling too. It's like, I thought that JLo had that narrative. It's like, she turned 50. She's performing at the halftime show. She's, she made this incredible, uh, she has this performance and she works so hard and uh, that could have been enough, but it wasn't. And uh, yeah, uh, but Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would like to see it, if not for ScarJo, just to see what that's about, because I heard that it was yeah. a good performance. Um, I think that'll end up being like Memoirs of a Geisha, where I'll be at someone's house, and they'll be like, hey, we're watching Jojo Rabbit. I'll be like, okay. And then I'll at the end of it be like, yeah, yeah, okay, I could see why. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, sure. that was good. I'm glad I got forced to see that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, 
you know, whatever. I'll, I'll be happy for Laura Dern when she wins. And I love that Florence Pugh has an Oscar nomination under her belt already. That's yeah, awesome. That's really great. I think Saoirse Rona has, was it four Oscar nominations and she's only 25? It might be Probably. three. Probably. She got nominated for The Atonement, The Brooklyn, Brooklyn something. Yeah. And then Lady Bird. Brooklyn, and then Lady Bird Women. and oh, Little Women. She's yeah. incredible. She's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. She has four Oscar nominations. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking crazy. Wow. Good for her. She's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I want to so meet cool. her. So cool. I know, out. right? Um, so, yeah. So, it's. I'm excited. I mean, uh, the Oscars are going to be, uh, they're going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it should be a lot of it predictable, but, you know. Yep. I, I think mean, that Renee the, will win for Judy. Yeah. You know? It's like, all right, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of BSAs, uh, we of course have to get to our BSA of the week. Um, and as per usual, if you are a listener of Best Supporting Podcast, you know that it is a performance, an actor, a movie, a thing, a food, a song, anything in our lives that is acting as a Best Supporting Actress in our lives this week. So I am dying to know, what's your BSA of the week? <laughs> well... Uh, ironically, you already know what it is, but you didn't know that I was going to use it as my BSA of the week. Um, I was listening to a Matreon episode of Under oh. the Tuscan Sun this week. <laughs> and oh, God. There was a, a tangent, if you will, a story that was told about a one Sylvia the Snake. Oh, <laughs> Sylvia. Yes. <laughs> and I tell you, when I say it made my week, I, I hope you believe it truly, <laughs> truly made my day. I'm still thinking about the nuance of that sort of. I love. I I call it like scary Mary moments when you and call are you and Johnny kind of like. And it has it happens to every podcast co-host. It's like it's just like mm-hmm. your you're kind of bickering it's just bickering but it's yeah, like it, yeah. but it there's it's still coming from a place of love and it was like it's set up by Colin had this story about <laughs> there was a snake in under the tuscan sun and then yes um they started talking about snakes and i mean there's so much nuance to unpack here i just love when johnny <laughs> gets he's like he's like, he, he doesn't like snakes so he he mm. made that very clear and then Colin this is what started the whole the whole thing he's he casually mentioned that there are sometimes there's like these snakes that are used for per, like massage yes. uh, reasons. And yes. Johnny lets out this like <laughs> primal yell. It's great. He, it's the, the classic pullback of the microphone. He's like, mm-hmm. no. no. Um, and yeah. and uh, there is something about, oh, it's uh, we, you, you just kept talking about. And then you brought up Sylvia the snake when you were studying abroad in Australia and how yes. you thought it was really cool. And it was like she was like, cr- you named her Sylvia. I love that of you course. named her Sylvia. That was the best part. Yeah. And uh, you kept on going to tell this story. And Johnny was getting the willies, of course, because he doesn't like snakes. And um, by my favorite thing is, um, I mean, so many favorite things here when Oh, he said, you say something about like, have you ever seen a snake in real life? That's how you set up Sylvia the snake. And John is like, yes. no. he's like, my goal in life is to never see a snake in real life, which was cute. Um, and then eventually it gets to the part where um, you say, <laughs> I can't remember how it was all set up, but you say something to the effect of like, it just feels like a hug. And Johnny's like, no, Mary, no. He's like, that snake is not hugging you. It is a reptile. And then Colin with like 
I mean, a BSA performance uh, over <laughs> you say, well, Sylvia was, but it's, <laughs> there's so much conviction and so much like I feel attacked uh, in this moment right now. And you had to stick up for Sylvia and it is, it made me cackle. I was dying. Uh, and if anyone cares, so you can go to the, if you're a, if you're a Matreon to All Right Mary, uh, AKA a Patreon subscriber, it's in the Under the Tuscan Sun episode at one hour, one minute and 46 seconds of pure. And then it's like a couple of minutes. It's so, it was great. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I feel like, I feel like Meryl Streep at the Kennedy honors right now. Yeah. I'm just so honored. <laughs> well, Sylvia was. Um, was Sylvia so was. Oh, Sylvia. Yeah. And, and I have photo proof of it. I, uh, I have you a, sent me the photo. I forgot to send Keon because yes. I made Keon listen to it immediately i think we listened to it like three times because the best part is like um and johnny was like all right mary fine and he's like why don't you post it on twitter and you're like maybe i will it was because so <laughs> you said you had, proof, you had the photo he's like all right mary fine post it on twitter then and he's like okay i will yeah, yeah. Uh, well there's the proof yeah it was so great uh, I might have other pictures as well. I'll have to go looking. Um, well, I am honored. I and I, I'm so. I'm just. I'm goofed. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. I am. I am. Uh, yeah, Sylvia was. Uh, my mom is deathly afraid of snakes, and so I never really had interactions with snakes growing up. And then in Australia, they had this like yeah some night of meeting animals interactive and, snake. Yeah. yeah, and so they pulled out all these pythons and said, "Here's this one," and I said. We're going to call her Sylvia. And it was, it was great. It was so like, I think after all those years of thinking of him as only something terrifying, it's like this thing, it just, this thing just wants to cuddle. This thing just wants to wrap itself up me and, and get close. I've actually touched some snakes too. And that's not like a, you know, a euphemism. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Hey, you know, (laughs) I've had my fair share of reptiles. Am I right Um, ladies? Yeah. I think that, uh, uh, I used to work at the zoo in Pittsburgh and one time I had to, uh, his name was Monty and he was a Python, Mm -hmm. which was cute. And I had to like, Oh, that's cute. And I was just in charge randomly. I had to choose between that and some other reptile to show kids. And you had to like show the kids to hold up two fingers and pet in the, the direction of the scales and mm-hmm. Monty was chill as fuck. He was so cool. And I was yeah. like really loving it and just like feeling my oats. And he was like on my arm, just keeping warm. It is a little relaxing. I will say. Yeah, it is. It's um, like a weighted blanket. It's yeah, just, it's it, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love that. Like Sylvia was just like holding on. I'm like, Oh, you're just holding on. Yeah, so you don't you're fall just off. Snuggling. Yeah. Yeah. You need me. And it was, yeah. So, yeah, well, I, I'm, cool. I, 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 again, I feel so seen. I feel so hurt. Oh, it's so um, funny. I loved it so much. <laughs> oh, well, thank yeah. you. Um, well, my, so my, my runner up is I, I did listen to, to your, your recommendation. I listened to the Sunday sit down, okay. uh, podcast with Willie Geist yes. and I listened to the Viola Davis episode, which was great. And I had, I had just watched the actors on acting with Viola Davis and Tom Hanks Oh, which is like a, I didn't even know that was had existed. It, it's like too intelligent of a conversation. Sure. I think it's just so they're so smart, and um, so it was great. I mean, she's just she's just so smart. I'm like intimidated by her. Yeah. It's like Lisa Kudrow. If you ever see her in interviews, she's intimidating. She's oh, very yeah? intelligent. Wow, and it's like it, it's almost like oh, I feel like I'd always be saying the wrong thing. Sure, so. That was great, and then that led me to listen to the Ina Garten episode. I I, just, I know that you are a big fan, and we have talked about her before, yeah. and 
I just I love that one of the things she talks about in the episode is like that she's not she doesn't like being on TV. She's not like comfortable with it. And so she's she's not totally sure of herself and she's a little nervous. And that's just like that just is what it is. Charm. It's part, part of the, the charm. charm. Yeah. And the way that she kind of laughs while she's like she like talking through laughter, I think, is like barely second to talking through tears, you know, in terms of like things I love. Yes. And she is the queen of talking through laughter. It's it's so charming. I I, I just I think Ina Garten is needs to just the bees and knees. <laughs> yeah. I just love her. I think that like she is the good vanilla. And so I'm I I that is a runner up. But my BSA of the week is John and I just watched this movie on Amazon called Troop Zero, which oh. stars Viola Davis and Allison and Janney. I saw the preview for it. Oh, oh Nick, oh Nick. I did. I at first. So I read a review of it first on like the AV Club, where they basically called it like a low rent Truth Troop Beverly Hills. Okay, because I know it's rated PG, and I was worried about that. I was like, Ooh, is this like family? It's no, it's, I mean, and I was concerned. I don't love child actors. It's really good. And uh, like, oh God, I I would say, you know what I would say? It's, it's very, um, little miss sunshine. It'll give you a lot of little miss sunshine vibes in terms of like the notes that it's hitting. Yes. Highly recommended. It's, I definitely cried a few times. There's like some really emotional moments the the little girl who plays the main character, I think her name is like McKenna Grace or something. Well, that sounds really familiar, actually. That name. She was in like the House on Haunted Hill series and like something else. She was okay. in. She is really good. And at first, I didn't think I'd like her because some of the voiceovers in the beginning of like her narrating, I was like, oh, this is a little clunky. Yeah. But man, she is so nuanced, so nuanced, Grace, and I know that. Name. Uh, Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, yeah. And she's Howard great. Viola and. Oh my god, they're so good. Oh, they're so good. This movie is so charming. And there's some moments towards the end that I just like I I like watching it. I was just like, oh god, my face is breaking. Like it's not even like gentle tears. It's just like this is good. Like after it was over, like John and I were both like wiping the tears and I was like, I can't even talk about it right now because I'm gonna start to get upset. Like I'm good I can't quote any of the moments because I'm gonna start to get upset. It was so still fresh. Still fresh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, t- I can't recommend it enough. It's really great. And um, I don't know. I, I just I did not expect to love it so much. So I think he and I are going to do an In the Details episode talking Ooh, about it. yay. I'm excited yeah. to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I definitely um, – I, I watched it and I saw it and I was like, yeah, this could be good. But I was like, is this just like wholesome – I mean, I'm fine with a wholesome movie too. But I, I do want a little bit of that like – I don't know edge or funniness or like dark comedy if you will uh so yay i'm excited for that it has a lot of like real emotional weight underneath it i think that's what hooked me was like it it makes you feel good but it's it doesn't feel like a family movie and yeah there's like some real fucking truth underneath it and like i just yeah everyone's great in it everyone's great awesome i'm excited yeah mckenna grace yeah all right. Yeah, I mean, what a week. And, you know, we're ready. If you want to play us off, Oscars, we're ready. Okay, here it comes. All right, we're being played off. Um, great. That was easy. This week, it's um, our choice. To, to it's our choice. Yeah. yeah, this is the People's Choice Awards. Um, at the Westons, you ask when you're ready to be played That's off. That's right, yes. Now you may play me off. You get all the time you need to yeah. make a good speech at the Westons. And then, 
and then a dramatic exit to of music. Of course. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, of course, now that we are being played off, that does mean that we are uh, we are wrapping up shop here this week at Best Supporting Podcast. But um, if you want to get in touch with us and share your thoughts on anything we talked about today, or really anything relevant in general, um, where can the people find us? Uh, they can find us on Twitter at BSAPod, and you can also email us at thebsapod at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or comments about any of the the wonderful gifted women we've talked about today uh even sylvia the snake tell us your snake even stories if. are you team sylvia <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh of course and you could follow me also on social media on twitter and instagram at nick kochanov and you can uh hear me on the Squirrel cocktail hour and the no good very bad gay both podcasts by the way yeah. yes how about you colin um, where can we find you well, you can find me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Um, we just put out the Nuances episode, Ooh, the so second great. annual Nuances, so <laughs> which, of course, uh, Nick was a, a, a featured in a montage. Um, yeah, I was, was, I was like searching for like too. clips, and then that showed up, and I was like, "This is the clip, <laughs> the, clip. the one with the clip, the, the one with the clip." <laughs> and um, and of course, my Troop Zero episode will be coming up. And uh, with Jonathan. And, uh, of course, you can also find me on All Right Mary with Johnny talking about drag queens and drag race and Sylvia. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And uh, you can certainly find more of both of us next week when who knows what we'll be talking about. But I think I do know what we're talking about next I week. I do know, too. It's time. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I am feeling blush and bashful about it. Ooh, if you catch my <laughs> drift. <laughs> Uh, well, in any event, uh, we want to say thank you to all of the nominees and all of the ladies we discussed today, from Penelope Cruz, Mariah Carey, to Sherry Shepard, Lenny Kravitz even. I'll thank Lenny Kravitz. I'll thank Lenny, yeah. Julianne Paula Moore. Patton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joshua Rockmore. <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been a, it was a action-packed episode. A lot of ladies. Mm-hmm.